0: Like sands through the
1: hourglass, so are the days of our lives.
2: For a few weeks now, an intense drama has been playing out in Parliament, beamed live to your television sets, often till very late at night. It's the inquiry into state capture. Today, Rahima and I will look at some of the main characters in the state capture narrative based on what we know so far. I'm Charlotte Kilbane.
3: And I'm Rahima Esop. And this is the state that we're in. We've spoken about the Gupta brothers and their business associates in previous episodes, but today I'm going to focus on five people. Ajay Gupta, Tony Gupta, Dudumiyeni, Jacob Zuma, and a man named Zetembe Koza, who, if you don't know, is the interim chairperson of ESCOM.
2: Why these five? Because they're all linked?
3: Like a spider's web, yes. Ajay Gupta, the man who allegedly met Suzanne Daniels at that now infamous meeting at Melrose Arch on the 29th of July, has written to the Portfolio Committee on Public Enterprises, denying everything that Daniels said about him. In an unsigned lawyer's letter, Ajay Gupta said that he was in India attending a religious festival that day. The letter claims there's a screenshot of a YouTube video proving his whereabouts. He also has passport stamps and flight details to prove that he was not in the country. Isn't this the
2: same meeting that Deputy Minister Ben Martins also denied attending?
3: Yes, he says he attended a funeral and an ANC Lakhotla that day. He also sent MPs a written account of his whereabouts, but he is refusing to answer questions about it because he believes it's not necessary. This is how MPs reacted to the news. Let's take a listen.
1: I think we have to exhaust another method, which is to subpoena him.
3: I think my my colleague
4: Dr. Luenge is absolutely right. Mr. Martin certainly wasn't on on the radar for for any questioning. He insisted on coming here. Now we have reason to believe that he must answer questions. So, Chairperson, I would like to move that today this committee, once we break through Advocate Venara, immediately issues subpoena.
1: I mean, the action of the uh, Deputy Minister reminds me of uh, William Shakespeare's Hamlet, one of the quotations was, uh, the lady dot protest too much meetings. So he must come to this committee. He behaved like a drama queen here, calling media briefings and everything. So we must subpoena that drama queen. He must come here and answer questions because he's, he's got the capacity to speak. But he wants to go and do media briefings where he speaks by himself.
2: Well, oh, I mean, at least he found his diary, eventually. At least. Only took him a couple of weeks, hey? So, AJ Gupta, is he going to testify?
3: So, AJ Gupta, he says he will, but he wants a detailed list of the questions beforehand and at least two weeks' notice before he will come to testify in Parliament.
2: And his brother, Tony, have we heard from him?
3: Not directly, but remember the lawyer's letter that I spoke about a few moments ago? It stipulates that the demands apply to any member of the Gupta family. They feel they're being unfairly treated and want right of reply. So
2: what's been said about him so far?
3: Zola Sotsi, who is the former chairperson of ESCOM, he testified in the inquiry a few weeks ago. He has told MPs that Tony Gupta used his proximity to President Jacob Zuma to cajole people into getting what he wanted. Let's take a listen to what he had to say
0: the impression he gave me distinctly was that he had a very close relationship with Baba and therefore he felt he could do anything. Um, That I think was I assume was the source of his power.
4: Now Mr. Tsotsia I'm going to ask you something and, and I don't mean in any way to embarrass you because I understand that you're in an incredibly difficult position here today. But is it fair to say that you are in fact frightened and perhaps intimidated by the Gupta, especially Tony Gupta, and the fact that they were answerable to Ubaba. And in actual fact, you were scared of Ubaba, who, I mean, just so that we have it on record, is the president. Were you intimidated and were you frightened?
0: There was um, certainly an element of intimidation, yes, that you can say.
2: So, I mean, even if Sotsi is feeling intimidated or was feeling intimidated there, I mean, this guy's dropping bombshells left, right and center because isn't he also the one who dropped the bombshell about being summoned by Dudu Miene, of all people to a meeting at the president's home where he was instructed on things he had to do by somebody leading another SOE that had nothing to do with his SOE.
3: Absolutely right. Which brings me to the third character in this drama, Dudumieni, who allegedly told Zola Tsotsi to suspend three ESCOM executives. Now, these were the top officials at ESCOM back in 2015, and their suspension and the fact that they eventually left the company led to ESCOM being downgraded. But her involvement, Charlotte, is bizarre, to say the least. She should have no power over ESCOM. Yet, if Tsotsi is to be believed, she wielded significant influence.
4: When um, Dudu invited you to the president's home, were you not sort of strangely, not concerned, but sort of perplexed as to why someone like Dudu who's, I don't know, he's not the president's wife, why would she be at the president's house with her son? I mean, it sounds like a very cozy situation to me. I, I certainly... Yeah, I've, I wouldn't go to the president's house and take my children. I wouldn't go to the president's house. I'd meet him at Tainheis or at the office. I mean, did this not strike you as being something quite out of the ordinary?
0: Well, I was less focused on that than the fact that I had to have an audience with the president. Um, I did not question.
4: And, and also, did did, you, did it not strike you as being odd that Dudu Mayeni was instructing you to have an audience with the president? Because. Well, being not his wife, she's neither his PA. So why would she be instructing you to have an audience with the president? I'm trying to wrap my head around this.
0: Well, she was not instructing me. Um, She was inviting me to an audience with the president. Now, as to why it was her, I couldn't tell you. I don't know. I don't know the intricacies uh, of that situation.
3: Mieni, as far as I know, has not written to the committee refuting these claims.
2: I mean, that's no surprise because we waited for how long for financials, etc. Anyway, bygones. Uh, That does bring us to the president himself, the man at the middle of all of this, Baba. Has anybody corroborated Sotsi's version?
3: Yes. Zetembe Koza, whom I mentioned earlier, is the interim chairperson of ESCOM. He testified this week that the presidency had a hand in the events that took place in 2015. Naren Singh, who is an IFP MP, was questioning him about what Tsozi had told the board at the time about why there had to be an investigation into ESCOM and why the officials had to be suspended.
1: Did he say the president asked him, the presidency asked him? What did he say? He indicated that he had a meeting where the president was present. As he indicated in this house that he had a meeting with Dudu, and uh, he took it upon as if it was instruction from presidency, which brings the concern to the members. And hence, the members wanted to see the to, to try to clarify the issue and also try to find a way to deal with the shareholder representative, which was Lynn Brown at the time. Whether is there anything or any instruction that can come of this particular sort, and what are the concerns? Didn't you, Mr. Koza, think something was really wrong here, if that kind of instruction should come? And did you have your objection noted formally in the minutes of that meeting? The objection is noted, and the concern of the board members is alluded in the minutes of that particular day.
2: Kosa is currently steering the ship. He's the man leading the board. He's responsible for ensuring executives who've been courting controversy for one thing or another should be held accountable. Am I right?
3: You're right. Yes, people like Marcella Korko or Anad Singh, for instance, who are both on suspension as we speak. Corsa was asked what he would rate corporate governance at ESCOM. What do you think he said?
2: (laughs) Non-existent by the sounds of things.
3: He gave it a low rating, 3 out of 10. But he's not willing to pin the blame on anyone in particular. Now, Marshall Dlamini, who is an EFF MP that can be described as slightly aggressive in his questioning as you will hear asked him about this and this is what he had to say
1: and then you said it's few individuals who are bad for escom that's what you said yesterday mm-hmm. Is saying good or bad for escom at the moment he's going to go through the process that's going to test it. Is Gogo good or bad for escom the process is going to test it wasn't good or bad for escom he was the chairperson of escom brian morifio was a good or bad for escom Yes, it delivered a lot of good things for ESCOM. Are you good for ESCOM, you, Mr. Coz? Yes, I am. Righty
2: then. So I, here's here's what I kind of don't understand. So. If you look at what's happened with Steinhoff over the past week, this massive crash of Steinhoff, you had a CEO who, under his watch, maybe some stuff happened, and who knows, the story is still unfolding. Stuff happened that wasn't that great. He's the CEO. He resigns because that's what CEOs do when you're in corporate leadership if things mess up under your stewardship, you resign, you step down, you go and walk in the wilderness, whatever. It seems here that it's like, it's nobody's fault. It's just nobody's fault at all.
3: Or you take early retirement. <laughs>
2: yes. You take early retirement, then you become an MP and now you're a colonel in the army. Or what was it? A captain? A, I, I, I don't know the rankings, but a colonel, a colonel. Yeah. Must be nice. It eh? must be nice. So I, w- this presumably will resume. I think they've, they've, broken for christmas now haven't they or at least they've broken for the elective conference and then for christmas
3: yes it's um it's time for the festive break they will reconvene next year i'm guessing in early january now this portfolio committee has a lot on its agenda aside from the inquiry and they will want to get through all of that they have a hectic schedule and perhaps they'll try and meet early in the year to get through that and then make time for the inquiry
2: One way or another, they'll be doing this with an ANC that looks pretty different because the ANC will have a new president. Who knows? Maybe even the country will have a new president by then, but maybe not.
3: Well, some people will say that depending on the outcome of the elective conference, there might not be an inquiry.
2: Hmm. Yes, we'll have to wait and see. uh, But we will be watching this and Rahima is going to go away and maybe have a break if she's lucky in between elective conference and uh, the new year and the new parliamentary term. And we'll be back in the new year uh, with more on this inquiry as it resumes.